Hey there, I'm Jade. And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Netflix original French film Big Bug, discuss, well, mainly Jade's weekly watches, <laughs> and look back at Oscar-nominated films and who the winner should have been. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into episode 31 of Our Taste is Trash. We've had over a thousand downloads, Jay. Isn't that crazy? Like, oh my God, finally. Right? I mean, took us to our dirty 30s. Took us dirty 30s to get a thousand. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Like, you know, we have viewers, you know, at least according to our uh, very well researched uh, analytical team, uh, which oh, yes. is the app mm-hmm, that we use. Mm-hmm. We have people listening to us all over the place. Thailand, Germany, Denmark. Denmark might have been, well, Germany might have been me when I was over there. But I mean, still, like, I mean, <laughs> we're an international brand now, Jane. I mean, uh, it's clearly. Crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let's give the people more of what they want here this week. Uh, Jade, I dove into a couple of new shows and this week, uh, the, uh, I can't remember what it's even called now. I'm, I'm totally losing my mind. But first off, Jade. <laughs> I'm hooked. Onephoria. I, I am one of those people now. I I now eat up my half my TikTok Jesus is filled Christ. with Euphoria memes and like I understand them all now. I'm on yeah, different it's sides. High school students and like college kids. Okay, so I, I will say I said this several times to be fair. I think it's why does it have to be high school? Like, can we stop? Like, let's just stop doing this in Hollywood. Like we get it. Some teenagers. Of you are They're like, sexualizing teenagers. Yeah. Well, because- and this happens a lot. And I watch some teen shows, but I I don't really thoroughly enjoy the ones that overly sexualize what are supposed to be children. Yeah. And, and look, I had someone try to just, I was talking about this with someone else and they were like, well, you know, high schoolers do have, I'm like, look, I'm not talking about the fact that high schoolers have sex or not. That's not the point. The point is we, this story could be told the same way. If they were if in college. They were in college. The same yeah, exact freshman way. in college. This is where they could have started, and they could have been twenty something years old, and I would have been better with that. Like, oh and, yeah, and I'll give that to you. And, and two, you know, the other thing too that I've this season getting much darker. We're in season two now. Yeah, and people are saying like, oh well, it really shows the struggles with drugs. I'm like bullshit. It kind kind of, but we're still glorifying drug use here. Like, don't it's still. Don't- glamorous yes but they're wearing is glamorous the way they treat everything is glamorous because true real drug use is ugly i will say though jade the reason i love this show though it is one it has gotten so dramatic like it is like just like just some of the like relationships between the characters in oh i know everything tiktok is spoiled i never have to watch this show about one I, i i want the character of Kat, I want more of her in the show. Like, her story arc to me is more interesting than half of the other main characters. Cassie is trash. <laughs> Cassie. Sydney Sweeney, Sweeney right? though. I mean, okay. no one cries better She's currently in Hollywood crier. than Sydney Sweeney. Like, her emotional range is really good. It is good. And this season, too, like, you've probably seen some of these scenes, yeah. Jade, but like, literally in the span of one scene, she goes from crying, emotionally hysterical, to just like, completely cold bitch like the, the, there is no in between and it is Josh, that amazing is, that to is watch. me <laughs> <laughs> it's typically whenever i get dumped <laughs> no the you probably seen the scene the one where she's fighting with nate in the bathroom yes. and then she goes okay no that's bye and i was like Fuck, that's like, literally fuck. me after I get dumped. <laughs> I'm not even joking i will like his, be hysterical we arguing like, i get upset like, this is done. and then when i end i'm like Okay. I usually end everything with like, okay. And then like the last boyfriend is like, you can leave now. That's not funny, but it is. It is funny. Like, it is funny. Because of the like, end. Like... <laughs> I get it. I can relate. But why is it in movie in shows like this, especially like I feel like the teenage or college movies, the main character really is the most annoying. Like Rue in this, I could give a shit about I don't know what yes, I don't mind Zendaya. Like honestly, I, I think she's a No, but decent in Hollywood in they always try to like they always try to put this protagonist in front of us that we're supposed to be like rooting for caring about but they always fucking make all the wrong decisions and they're often the most two-faced characters and it's like they always try to make them this like well you should feel bad for them and all these bad things happen to them and i'm like no they let they are the cause of these bad things that are happening to them i would continue to watch the show if rue completely died at some point in the season and they just side characters are always better and i'm gonna say right now ever since blair waldorf 
the big bitch of every show is my favorite character yes. always. Even her best friend, Jules. Jules yeah. is fucking pain in the ass too. I don't like her the either. the side characters are written more honest, more vulnerable, and True. like they tend to be the people that are most upfront and yet loyal at the same time. True. I mean, truly, they are the most loyal because they're like, look, you're, it's ride or die. It's either like we're in it or we're not in it. Like there's no back and forth in between, which is what a lot of the protagonists do. You know, Jade, I, I want to recommend this show, though, for if you want to keep up on what uh, the kids are, are watching right now, <laughs> uh, go ahead and watch the show because it is literally everywhere on social media. It is if you love just dramatic relationship type of craziness like this is the show for you and me I, again the costuming i think is amazing the filmmaking itself oh, i mean yeah. the stylistic choices they're making in the cinematography the editing i think are really fun and interesting i mean they do some fun like breaking the fourth wall stuff like i love it like like that kind of stuff i get it like i get why some i've had some film guys like tell me like friends of mine who really enjoy film that this they love the show and i couldn't figure it out now I figured it out. Like it's good. Oh. Like it's See, I'm a plot person through and through. I think it's my creative <laughs> writing degree. If the plot is not good, it doesn't matter how pretty the film is. Like I will never watch it. But well, anyways. Jade, I know you've been watching a lot of stuff, so oh my we should God. probably do a segment of Jade's Wreck. Yeah, so God Friday was a day of releases. Um <laughs> and my weekend was packed. So I watched all of Inventing Anna on Netflix. I've um, started this, Jade, so I am oh, I think I'm like two or three episodes from the end. So oh there's like ten I think there's ten episodes. Yeah, yeah. I saw a limited series and in my mind I was like, Oh, it's gonna be like six episodes. Same. No, no it's I, ten. Well yeah, like all of a sudden it kept like going to the next thing and I was like, Oh, whoa, okay. There's uh, more. There's, there's more. Yeah. Especially because I thought there was a natural ending and then it kept going and I was like, it, it wasn't bad. But well, we should probably mention this is Shonda Rhimes. Like yes. and she doesn't miss. Not on no. Netflix at least. Like Well and it's like it's based on a true story, and I love that they the caveat at the beginning of every episode is like everything in the story is completely true except for the parts that are not. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> because basically they just took the bones of the story and then they filled it all in between with like fictionalized versions of everything. But it works so well for the show, um, and I absolutely love um, Anna Chomsky, who yeah. like is she's like the kind of the main character besides Anna um we follow her more than anything Vivian Kent the oh, reporter she's uh she's a alumni of my one of my favorite shows Veep uh yeah, yes. she's excellent on yep. that show uh, she's also from My Girl <laughs> she, uh, she, I always forget about that isn't she related to somebody famous too I'm pretty sure I she is I wouldn't doubt it I know she took a break from she's acting probably a until like Veep <laughs> secret Coppola there's so many out there there's so many um, out there so anyways it's a great Limited series, I highly recommend. You could finish it in a weekend. Totally worth it. Um, I also finished season two of Dollface on Hulu, which came back. I keep, you know what? That's another show that keeps popping up on my list. Like, we recommend this for you, and I've never dove into it yet. It's a really good show, but I will say, Josh, it is like heavily, heavily female focused. I mean, that's the whole point. It's about women. (laughs) I would would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like women in relationships and stuff, but it's really cute. I think this, the, the cinema, like, the choices that they make in terms of visuals, color, the um, things that she imagines are really clever and interesting. And I love the stylization of it. Um, so anyways, this season was really fun, nice. really cute. And then... Um, That's on Netflix, right? Dollface is on Hulu. Oh, it's a Hulu original. You said that. Yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I just... I started watching Yellow Jackets. How is that? So this is another... I haven't... I also haven't gotten into this, but I've heard a lot of buzz around Yellow Jackets. <laughs> buzz. <sorry. laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, Speaking of humor, that's going to tie into our movie review a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this one's on Showtime, and I started it, and I... It's like a decent show, but it just feels like they gave away too much in the beginning. Mm. Um, they revealed... I think an important part that would have been a great kind of twist had they actually built up to it. But it does the same where bounces between the past and the present. It's a girl soccer team who uh, their plane crash is a private plane crash lands in the wilderness in the 1980s and they have to do all kinds of things to survive and then in the present Wait, isn't this sounds very much like what's the soccer team yep that, that crashed okay. in the andes yeah. yep and they had to become cannibals to survive so it pretty much plays directly off of this story <laughs> which also in a weird way i feel kind of like disturbing so like those are real people that had to make really tough, tough decisions, decisions and yeah. had to live with that um i'd be but okay with the jade i'd, I'd immediately get over it 
Oh, can- <laughs> cannibalism? If I wasn't the one being eaten. Well, even if you were, you think about it, you'd be over it immediately because... You're you know, dead. You're dead. Like, if you get back... I would have like, rather just died and been eaten. <laughs> no. To, to live with that? No, it's Never fine. in my life. It's, it's Josh, I would have been like, guys, just kill me, make it quick. <laughs> um, I'll tell you where the fat pockets in my body are. It's going to be the best I part. Just, I just remove it from my mind and just continue, you know, go to my nine to five. Explains so much about you. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's, it stars Christina Ricci. It's pretty good. Um, I can't, unfortunately can't continue it. I got kicked off my parents' Showtime. Oh my god! <laughs> Showtime never even uh, never seems to have enough to keep. Well, stars is worse, but like Showtime uh, is yeah. always kind of like they seem to have maybe one show or two shows at a time where you're like that looks interesting but not yeah. enough to actually no purchase it. it's really they just have this and dexter new blood and that's uh, kind of it i get I, you cannot convince me yet that that's a good show and no one i have not heard from one person yet that are like yeah like i am my, woo, my mom loves it uh, well that <laughs> explains everything i mean you know if someone <laughs> our age jay told me it was good then you know we maybe we'll talk um uh, but yeah well, you know, Jade, the Oscars dropped, or I should say the nominations dropped this past week, and uh, not really, I don't think, a lot of surprises that we saw here, but I wanted to run through the best picture. I know you've probably seen more of these than I have. No surprise, Power of the Dog is there. We've talked about this show, yes. this movie a lot. We gave it the the top trashy, I believe. Well, yes, they uh, did. They won best movie trashy. I think this is going to be a best picture winner. I, it, it just seems winner. to, I think... Tick all the boxes, especially for the Academy itself. But oh, yeah. I am surprised by some of the names on this list. <laughs> the, the best picture. I'm not going to dive into the rest of the categories, but I mean, let's look, Don't Look Up is on this list. Jade, why is it here? Oh, I knew it was going to be. I mean, it's packed full of Oscar winners. Um, True. On top of the fact that this was essentially... <laughs> This was essentially written as, like, Hollywood's way of a big fuck you to, like, our current government and, like, the systems that are in play. And I think it was a pretty safe fuck you. Like, no, they're not is, saying anything that's, like... That people don't already say in the regular... Say yeah, no. Yeah. no, nothing's really original in terms of, like, the messaging and the behavior and all that. We've seen it before. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I just... I just think it was Oscar bait in a way that they knew exactly who the right people in Hollywood are that would enjoy this, that... Here's one too that kind of surprises me a little bit. I mean, I'm I, I'm okay with it, but Dune, and and I think the reason Jade is it's an incomplete movie. It's yes. not even a complete. We movie. talked about this many times that it's a movie that hinges on a sequel, and I just don't think that that should be how a movie is made. No, and I don't think that's how it should be nominated either. Like, I mean, for instance, when Lord of the Rings was nominated, it was submitted as an entire series because it was a complete. Thought. It was right, a complete yeah. movie. Or I should say Return of the King was, but the thought was it was representative of all the movies. Yes. You know what I mean? This doesn't make sense because it's not it's not even it's not a complete film. No. Like you, no. it just ends. Like it doesn't That's like nominating Harry Potter seven part one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like what that's Okay, sure. It's part yeah. one of two two like films. Like, I don't know. I mean some of these make sense. Like I feel like every time Steven Spielberg makes a movie, it gets nominated. You you have West Side Story here. <sighs> Everyone's in love with Paul Thomas Anderson, so Licorice Pizza's here. Mm. Um, you know, two movie oh another movie here, uh, Apple TV Plus. Uh speaking of that, Coda is nominated, which I plan on watching hopefully this next week. I knew that was going to be a nom. It looks really, really good. Um, Belfast has gotten a lot of talk over the past. It's Kenneth Branagh, not yeah. surprised. And then here's one I wanted to ask you about. Jay. Well, Guillermo de Toro is nominated for Nightmare Alley. But <laughs> King Richard's on this list. And that, to me, is another movie that just, it, I don't get it. Yep, that was one that I also probably expected to be on there. Truthfully, really, it's, is it was it that? Good? I mean, I haven't seen it yet. You've seen it. Is it something that you look at and go, "This is best picture"? No, personally, but I can see why the Academy nominates it. One, the style of storytelling that is synonymous often with Oscar bait films. Two, it's a story of two of the major, most like best best athletes like in the world, essentially, especially in their sport. Um, I just and it's Will Smith. I love to see foreign films make best picture, the actual best picture category, and Drive My Car is is the last film to round out this category. Nice. I think it's a shoe in for 
the foreign film category. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's always interesting because, you know, I think the last time that we saw a foreign film, if I'm not mistaken, in the best picture category, it won, and that was Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Yeah, so broke I'm a lot of boundaries. To, I'm excited to see these. Most of these are out on streaming right now, like Don't Look Up is oh on Netflix, Coda is on And there are like a lot of them TV are originals. Plus. Are they all? S- streaming originals, right? Yeah, I just, don't think all of them are. I think they are. Original because Dune, it, Dune was theatrically no, released. No, not but it was all also of them. On HBO, Plus, uh, HBO Max. HBO Max, but that wasn't. Yeah, but no, but like uh, Power of the Dog is, an, is a Netflix original. Netflix original. Uh, Coda's an Apple TV Plus original. I'm pretty sure. Well, West Side Story and, then, and Licorice Pizza had those were regular theater, theatrical yeah. releases. But yeah, a lot. There's a lot of films here that were streaming first. Yeah, like which is. I think just what we're going to continue. The new to see. age. I mean, we just talked about you know that new was it Anna. What is the Shonda Rhimes? Inventing Anna. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Inventing Anna. Look at, I mean, this is amazing. Original content is being created on these streaming platforms. And I think that's just going to become more of the norm as we continue on here. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah, she's uh, breaking away from ABC. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) finally. (laughs) Um, But I don't want to dwell on this year's Oscars. I wanted to take you back a couple of years, Jade. And I don't know if we'll have time. Maybe we'll have to make this a two-parter for the first Mm. time in our... Short podcasting history, 30, over 30 episodes here, podcasting history. <laughs> but I want to take a look back at some of the past Academy Awards because mm. I've had time to watch a lot of these films after kind of reviewing them a little bit. Yeah. I'm thinking back to this year called 2016. <laughs> Ooh, way and back. the reason, because I was going to go to 17 first, but I thought this would be more controversial. So I want to look at Best Picture. I'm going to name off all the nominations, who won, and then I want you to tell me who you think. Maybe was more deserving mm, okay. of Best Picture, beside for the one. So, <laughs> in 2016, we had The Big Short. That's we had one. Bridge of Spies, which I definitely didn't realize got nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> we had Brooklyn, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, mm. which <clears throat> love this film. Yes, we had The Martian. Uh, we had by Ridley Scott. We had The Revenant, which we all know that's Leo. Uh, Leo won yep. his Oscar. And we round out with Room and Spotlight. And if you remember, Jade, Spotlight was the one that walked away with Best Picture. That Just day. so wild. I don't even know anyone who's watched that movie. I've watched that movie. <laughs> I've, I've watched, I think, I've watched every movie on this list except for Brooklyn. I have watched almost every movie on that list except for Spotlight, Brooklyn, and I think there might have been one other. But I mean, you've seen The Revenant, right? You've seen Bridge of Spies. Have you seen Bridge of Spies, The Big Short? I mean, yeah. personally, there, there are two movies that stick yes. out. For me. They might be the same as mine. So so we do know that. So for The Revenant, it also won Best Director. It won uh, Best, Best Actor, Actor for Le- Leonardo DiCaprio. Brie Larson won for Room. Yes. Personally, though, Jade, and mm-hmm. it was, this might surprise you. So this year, The Revenant had 12 nominations. Mad Max Fury Road had 10 nominations. It won several Oscars yeah. for... Best I had best production design. It had best costuming, best makeup and hairstyling. It's crazy. It won both sound editing awards. I feel like it's not as common for a film like this that's like action, kind of post-apocalyptic to be nominated. Well, and, and George Miller also got nominated for best director, which yeah. I think was well deserving. I think if the Oscars wanted to make more of a statement, I get why Spotlight won. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think Mad Max Fury Road. That would have been the movie that should have won. I think yes. all around, and I'm not just talking from an enjoyment aspect of the filmmaking. I'm talking from what they did with this film to elevate the Mad Max into a new century. Like, I mean, oh for amazing, sure, amazing film. Yeah, I, I mean, if you if you remember the originals, <laughs> yeah, um, it was they were good, but they were like nostalgic good. They did not play it safe. They could have played no. it so safe in this movie and just pumped out another action movie. This movie was this fucking crazy. It was I, I loved it. No, I personally would have done either Room or Mad Max Fury Road. I loved Room. That was one of the few films that year for the Oscars that like actually really, truly blew me away. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I remember people talking about Saoirse Ronan potentially being in the running because mm, right. for Brooklyn or even Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. Right. Oh, but Joy. if you actually watched Room, which I did before that, Brie Larson, like that was her award. No oh, question. Hands down. I don't care who they hands nominated down. that year. That easily. So I agree with you there. I yeah. think me, it would have gone Mad Max, Room, 
And I think even the Big Short, I would have put the. Big I was gonna short say Big ahead. Short. I actually really enjoyed that one, and I typically don't, as you know, like a lot of films that have to do with like <laughs> business, politics, history, stuff like that. But no, that was actually a really good one. All right, Jay, let's, let's uh, do one more because I'm excited about that. Okay. I'm excited. Right. So let's go back to 2017, and this is a fun year because this is probably one of the more iconic Oscar moments in recent history. So this mm-hmm. was the year, and let, let me see if you can get this that La La Land was nominated for 14 nominations. <sighs> so this was, do you remember the Best Picture debacle? Yes. Uh, <laughs> they announced La La Land as the winner, but it was in fact Moonlight. And I forget who the host was, but he was given the oh, wrong card. Yeah. And, and he it, knew it. And he was like, he was looking at it. Well, he, he was confused because it said Best Actress Emma Stone. Yes. And it was supposed to be for Best Picture. But in his mind, he was like, well, maybe they mean the movie that Emma Stone is in. Yep. So he said La La Land. And then the poor college kids who are in charge of handing out the cards are like, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. It's Moonlight. Um, well, let me, let me name And then you tell me if you think, so Moonlight won Best Picture, obviously, yes. that year. Um, several, again, movies here that I had forgotten were nominated for Academy Awards. Arrival? Mm. Yeah. I mean, good movie, but Best Picture? I don't know. <laughs> Hell or High Water? Um, Hacksaw Ridge? Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, Fences with Denzel Washington, La La Land, obviously, uh, Lion was nominated, which I had kind of forgotten about, yeah. uh, with, with Deb Patel, Deb Patel. Uh, uh, and then Manchester by the Sea. So, Jade, I'm going to come out right and say, one, there are several movies that don't deserve even to be in this category. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, you know, with, I think like Hacksaw Ridge being one of them, Helen Highwater, it was okay. Mm. Eh. Um, to me, it would have gone Moonlight. I think 100% deserved to win. Oh yeah! After watching it, that was a, that was a win for sure. Manchester by the Sea is a, a close second for me. Like that movie yes. was very good. I actually thoroughly enjoyed that one as well, and I was actually really surprised by like how good it was. Yeah. Like when it was nominated, it was I hadn't watched it before, but then um, I watched it after it was on. It was a Prime original, I believe, right? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah it was one of the original streamings. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was. A and then Prime. I like gave it a watch, and I was like, oh my god, this is it, really good. Well, Casey Affleck ended up winning uh, best. Uh, actor for that's that right. role and, yeah. I, and i think really deserving like i kind of get annoyed with casey affleck's acting sometimes because i feel like it's very one note sometimes but uh yeah. this film i think he took it to a different i don't level. like him as a person but I, think, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he did a really good job don't like him as a person in manchester by the sea <laughs> and i think too like la la land uh, there, there were people that still argued that that movie deserved to win i I don't get could it. Could not stand the fact that La La Land had as many nominations as it had. It just, I'm sorry, it was a good movie. It was enjoyable, but it was not. Uh, Josh, they cast actors in a musical who can't sing. sing. And, and like, look, I get the fascination with old Hollywood. Oh like, I feel like the Academy especially has a very soft spot for Golden Age Hollywood or other stuff. Like, going yeah. back a few more years, you know what movie, and I will argue this over and over again, you know, the artist one, I think it was 2013. Hmm. I love The Artist. I thought that was a really smart movie. I thought it was really interesting how they tried to pay credit to a certain area of Hollywood. And I think the story was well done and it was well acted. And I think I get why it was given best picture. I can't say the same. If La La Land had won, which it didn't, but even being nominated, I don't get it. It's not that caliber of movie. It's just not. It's really not. I, yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat as that. I I was just thoroughly surprised. And Emma Stone winning Best Actress. I mean, <laughs> she's a great actress. Honestly, I would I, have, I could see her being nominated for Best Actress for Cruella. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that to me would have been deserving of the win over her performance in La La Land. But sure, wasn't she not? I might be confusing the awards, Jade. But I thought that Emma Stone had gotten a. Uh, a nomination for her performance in Cruella. I might be thinking of the Golden Globes, but let me just uh, take a quick <laughs> look down here. Uh, in the uh, no, I, I, she was not nominated. We have a uh, yes, know, yeah, a, for not this year at least. She was nominated. Uh, let's see, Kristen Stewart was nominated. Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz, Olivia Coleman, and Jessica Chastain. Um, I'd really this is a movie that's been on my list, Jade. But for this year. I really want to see Spencer with Kristen Stewart because I think. Oh my that God. She's, well, it's on Hulu now, so. She deserves to win an Oscar uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's do You want to do one more before we go to break? We, we have time for one more. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do one more. So let's go back to way back to the year 2000. I think this is 18 awards because uh, we did the 16, 17, and 18. So yes. this is 2018. The winner of Best Picture that year was 
Guillermo de Toro. Oh my God. With The Shape of Water, which I know that some people hated this movie. I really thought it was great. I thought it was a good movie. I liked it. it was I was uncomfortable about the fish sex. 100%. But the I rest think of the movie. supposed to be uncomfortable yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> differently. But the rest of it was amazing. Um, Again, a lot of a lot of surprises here. So I I have a lot of thoughts uh, because I'm looking at this list. Uh, we have Call Me by Your Name. Mm, um, that's right. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. <sighs> I knew. It. Get out. Jordan Get Peele. out. So good. Uh, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and then three bo- three billboards outside Ebbing. Missouri. That is a good year. It's I, a good year for film. Like I remember, those are a lot of really good movies. So I, to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a couple out of our discussion. <laughs> Dunkirk, no, Josh. not compared to war, war movies. Josh, I don't name. know why war Call movies. Yeah, let's get that out of here. Uh, Darkest Hour, nope, another uh, war movie. See, the, the Post, gone. Boring. I'm gonna come right out and say it. And if I'm stealing your idea, I apologize. But like, <laughs> if if the Academy wanted to be different here, there was an opportunity. Get out. Should have been Best Picture. Yes. This, if you're gonna pick a, oh my a Jordan Peele movie, this one should be. I still think about this movie, Jade. It is terrifying. This it is an original changed idea. so much in terms of film. Like the amount of movies that came out after this that tried to mimic what Jordan Peele did and get out. I mean, this started an entirely new genre. Not yeah. to mention, this would have been a horror film that would have actually won an Oscar, which is a very rare thing. You know, and it's very difficult to do and also very well deserving of, you know, this is, you know, black, black writer and director with like a black male lead. You know, like it's another film that's like, why does it constantly get passed over in horror, especially in horror? I mean, this this was a great year. And I mean, you know, we have Gary Oldman winning for The Darkest Hour. We have, you know, Best Actor. We have Frances McDormand winning for Three Billboards, which was great. Great movie. Guillermo del Toro winning for The Shape of Water. I think well deserving, but. I think this was an opportunity missed by the Academy oh, to truly really pick out something original. And, and I mean, look, Shape of Water, great. It was interesting. It was kind of original. But I mean, Get Out, uh, to me, it just was elevated above yeah, all of these. I, I 100% Even agree. Adam, I, I mean, me, maybe just me being in love with all things Paul Thomas Anderson. I really <laughs> love Phantom Thread. Like, I really <laughs> thought, I mean, you put Paul Thomas Anderson um, and um, I, can, I never remember his name. The actor in uh, this film. Uh, I didn't watch this movie. From uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, from, <laughs> you know, oh, oh, what's the other? Oh, my God. Why can't I? Why can't someone screaming it right now? Uh, Are you talking about Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis. Games of New York, yeah. Like, okay, Daniel okay. Day-Lewis in this mm-hmm. is great. Like, it, this whole movie is fantastic. But, I mean, to me, Get Out, I would have loved to see win an Oscar in this one. But... Movie review. First look. I can talk about this all day, Jade, but let's take, really quick, first look at a movie this week, which is Big Bug <laughs> by... What is the director of this? He Pierre Genet. Yes. First off, Jade... Very French. They they do not. They hit you right in the face in the beginning of this film, and they're like, "Oh, if you didn't know, this is a French film." Yes, one hundred and ten percent. You're like, <laughs> "Okay, I get it." <laughs> like, fantastic. But this was very different than what I th- thought it was going to be. I was thinking something a little more grand scale along the lines of Amelie, because this is really his first. This is really the first, as I understand it big directorial debut for a French director on Netflix, like on a streaming platform. I didn't really expect it to be anything like Amelie. But based on the trailer alone, this is exactly what I expected for this film, to be honest. It was interesting. Like, (laughs) I'm not like, I'm not thrilled by it. I'm not not excited by it. I See, don't know. I'm I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I think it's because I've seen many films that are within the same vein. So I already knew this type of genre, and I already knew kind of what to expect from it. Okay. So, but I really, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This felt to me like a blend of like Jetsons, like retrofuturism, with the movie It's a Disaster from 2016, <laughs> and a little bit of that one episode from uh, Love, Death, and Robots that was the animated one. Oh, I know one. exactly what you're talking about. Yes. yes. You know, I, I actually wrote down in my notes, I said, this movie stylistically feels like if 
Wes Anderson and Tim Burton had a French baby. Like, like that's <laughs> what it felt like to me in terms of it felt a little Edward Scissorhands in terms stylistically and a little bit like maybe Wes Anderson dressed parts of the set in some areas. But it was very interesting, all but very French all the way through. Uh, oh, yes. I really, it was interesting. Well, uh, we'll share more thoughts here in a minute, but uh, anything else before we head to break, Jane? Uh, no. All right, well, come back, and we're going to go to break. We're going to talk about Big Bug, which is streaming now on Netflix. And now, our feature presentation. You say to the people, they thought that in two years, there created this Yonex to make life a lot easier for us. Unlike human workers, Yonex require neither food nor drink. Life really is too short. Let's enjoy every moment. I think that something's going on. Master, open the door. Sorry. Request refused. And once again, our movie this week is Big Bug, which is all, I think, one word, Jade. Uh, in yes. the title, at least. <laughs> and it's streaming now on Netflix. This is the latest movie by Jean-Pierre Genou, I think is how you say it, uh, the director of Amelie, which I feel like, including myself, every early 2000s or mid-2000s film student definitely watched, mainly just to feel superior to their other friends and make it seem like you actually watched a lot of foreign films. This was like the It hipster movie. It 100% yeah. was. Like, yeah. it was. Like, I actually need to rewatch it because I don't remember much of that movie. But, like, <laughs> I think I watched it one time just to be like, oh, yeah, like, I also know film and I'm really. Uh, the into thing I remember the most is just her talking to the camera, very like yes. flea bag style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. that was. I guess that was like the biggest. Yeah. 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 Oh, and you know what? I think I got. I think we were talking during the break. The movie that you mentioned, I thought you were talking about Disaster Movie, which didn't really make sense, although I was agreeing with you. Oh, my God. You were God. talking about it's a, a, a Hulu disaster. original. It's not a Hulu original. Oh, it was a, I'm wrong about everything today. It was, yes. <laughs> no, it was a, an indie film at the time it came out in 2016, Julia Stiles, America Ferreira. Um, and not many people know about it or have seen it, but it's currently, Apparently I believe, I'm one of those people. Yes, obviously. <laughs> but it's currently on Hulu to stream. So it's, I highly recommend it, especially if you enjoyed this film, Big Bug. Um, I would watch It's a Disaster. It's kind of dark comedy. But uh, yeah. So, is- let's, so let's dive into the movie this week, which is Big Bug. And yes. I have, again, I feel like I have not as many strong opinions about this movie as I have for some of ours in the past, but maybe just to give our viewers an idea of what they're in for if they want to click that stream button. What is this movie about? Maybe we go to IMDb to find out. So it says, a group of bickering suburbanites find themselves stuck together when an android uprising causes their well-intentioned household robots to lock them in for their own safety. And this, it starts off great. Like, like one, my first note is, I already love this. Because it's French. Nice, <laughs> That's of my course. First note. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it starts off really weird because, and I didn't know where the movie was heading because immediately it starts off with these two, you know, like android humanoid type of beings walking two dogs like walking two humans like dogs. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, right yeah. It now? was on that TV show called, like, uh, what was it? Like, it Human. Like human. Oh, oh fuck. Shit. Something. I, yeah, human. We really watched <laughs> we this are very bad. thoroughly. Um, um, but it was basically like a human reality show for robots. Like, yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Where, where humans were doing all sorts of things. They were acting like dogs. They were. It seemed like they played a lot of parts of animals. Animals. They like, were like a bull in a, in a bullfighting ring. There was like, one where they acted as uh, circus animals, animals at yeah, one like point. Yeah, like stuck in a cage. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one where it, was, it looked very Planet of the Apes. Like yes. they were in a desert, in a cage, kind of jumping around and doing things. Yeah. Like really it was bizarre. All, and they were supposed to be like playing for prizes like it was like this odd reality Almost like show. a game show yeah yeah because the the people are talking about it at the beginning and they're like oh no you volunteer to be on the show for and then money, money and who would ever do that like yeah, you know, yes jade i always love this argument when it comes to like reality shows because people are like oh i would never do that for fifty thousand dollars but I would fucking do that for five. Like, what do you need me to do? Go starve on an I island? I would join 100%. The Bachelor if you told me you're paying me, like, 
$20,000. Fuck it. I need, I need the money. Fucking done. Like, what, I just go I on there shit. and I, I play the game, essentially? Because it is a game. You want me to read the script? Like, oh, oh yeah. You want um, me to be catty with yeah. this girl over here? Sure. 100%. You need me to smack in her, her in the face? face? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll just do it for free. Same. Yeah, fuck. Like, That's just called a good time. <laughs> I always love that argument. And like, one, if you were a person that wouldn't do that, either A, you come from money, you have enough money because otherwise, just you would just fucking do it. Like I don't care. And like, I mean, if you're not straight up, if you're unless you're just straight up murdering someone, like who gives a fuck? You need me to go act ridiculous for yeah. a because couple of episodes? If Sounds you have great. Like, if like, listen, you just tell your job and say, hey, this is this is the deal. I'm I doing want, this thing. I'm doing this thing. It's gonna take one month. I'm gonna use my vacation and some yeah. unpaid leave because why not? You're getting you know what yeah. twenty fifty grand. You go do this and thing. you're like, I I'm gonna look like a psychopath. Um, <laughs> but I promise you, this isn't who I really am. And I won't mention anything about the company I work for. Oh, my God. But, uh, you know, going back to the film here, you know, what's funny is one of the things that really jumped out at me that I thought was hilarious uh, in this film is. So as the the story is unfolding, you have these two characters who are obviously the the one guy comes over and is trying to hit on the mom character, I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm really bad with names. Uh, Alice. And Max is the one who's like trying to get with her. And Max is trying to get with her. What I love is it keeps referring back to their their maid robot and Ugh. android and she's like reading the room at different times and like yes, she's like can re- read emotions of the people in the room so one is like <laughs> she hears a statement come through and it's like 47 percent sarcasm it's, yeah 32 percent like boredom or like and like something yes. else and i'm like this is amazing well, like, she reads him at one point when he's like trying to whisper sweet nothing's in her ear and it says erection 100 <laughs> yeah monique that's the android yeah and um no it's it's so funny because she constantly does it with like these very tense interactions as more characters arrive for this like i don't know afternoon lunch party brunch, brunch thing yeah and um but it's just so great because it just adds this like extra level of humor because she's directly reading like the the different emotions between the the people. So it took me a hot minute to figure out who everyone was because one, I'm trying to keep up with the, the French subtitles and all the subtext and everything. And it was like, okay, so I, like for a minute I had to like rewind because it was like, okay, we have the one character, Alice, right? Yeah. Who is home it is. Yeah. Her son. No, she, her daughter. Her daughter. Okay, see, I'm already, already doing this wrong. Her daughter. Yeah, that's Nina. Max comes over. To flirt or have some kind of, you know, date so with her. It's, so Leo is Max's son. So it's it's Leo those three son. first. Yep, yeah, so Leo comes over as well. So the younger. So we have four people. Then Alice's ex comes over. Yes. It's her. Oh, my God, Josh. You're, getting, it, this, you're getting this all wrong. No, it's, but it's her ex. So I'm right. right? No, it's, it's Alice is there with Max and his yeah. son, Leo. They start. Then her ex-husband comes over and the, his that's girlfriend. Victor, Jennifer, and with their daughter, Nina. So clearly she was with them earlier. Okay. And then their neighbor, Francoise, comes over. Who's hilarious. Who has, well, has this dog, Toby. Toby. Who is, she has multiple clones of. Yeah, they're like, is this Toby 6 yeah, or Toby 7? seven? And they explain, <laughs> like, every time she loses the dog or, like, it dies, she just, just re-clones it. So yes. Like, oh, my God. Like, imagine... Imagine if you had a dog. Like I understand. Like I have dogs, Jade, and and I love my dogs. But like, I couldn't imagine just being like, well, well, lost, lost them today. Uh, well, I got clone number three queued up. Ready They're to go. already talking about <laughs> this dis- becoming a thing that's fucking in the disgusting. future. Yeah, like that is just weird and creepy, right? It really is. Like, it, wh- what's the need for that? There isn't. There because really at the end of the day, it's not going to be exactly the same dog genetically. Yes. But no. they're, you know, everything you've taught them, everything that you've gone through with them, that whole experience is gone. Well, the, other, the other thing that I really love about the, that I did love about this film is its play on consumerism. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, we're talking about like, you know, AI taking over, which, you know, it has been done before. But what I actually loved was the ad, the constant ads it, it felt like being like to me this is what being in the metaverse is going to be like you're just going to be inundated <laughs> with ads at every single turn like one of the first ones was actually from the household robot him, herself where you know they were like oh you know coffee would be nice coffee would be good and she like whips them up some coffee and she's like golden bean yeah it's she, the coffee of the future or like something like that and she, she like gives them like an ad and then yeah they basically explain like in order to get free upgrades they signed on to listen to three ads like 
a day or something. God. Which you know, and you know, like that will be a thing in the future, right? Of like, if we all get robots. Like you'll have the free, and you'll have the, th- and you'll judge your friends who yeah. don't like pay the it's extra like Spotify. money. Spotify, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I have free Spotify, Jane. <laughs> Jesus Christ, pay the ten dollars. It will change your life. This actually reminded me of that episode of Electric Dreams, Kill All Others. Where, okay. like, his wife is flirting with, like, the coffee ad. Like, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it was great. But what's great, too, is, like, throughout the streets. So they get, you know, obviously there's a, a threat that happens. They all get locked in. But what's great throughout the entire film is every time there's an issue. So if oh someone is God. fighting, if they sense that they need something, like, if there's uh, something going on and they're like, oh, you may need X. And this this machine comes flying down near your house, this big screen, and will advertise oh, to you yes, that exactly lady. the thing. And I was like, this is literally the future. This is the this Amazon, is, Apple, yes. Google of the future. It's the like, most terrifying thing, but yes. it honestly rings, sadly, so true for capitalistic countries. Like, yeah, like literally like <laughs> they're freezing to death. And then basically the like ad lady comes down and is like, oh, do you need this like super heater? Yeah. Like, well, also to- when the AC turns off, she comes down and she's like, oh, you might need the X coat that just feels like it's like personalized AC for your skin. And she's yes. like, fuck, fuck you. Because yeah, <laughs> I can't do anything about it. <laughs> she just keeps like advertising to them. Uh, so, th- so the main crux of the movie, uh, though, is that there is this kind of. What super race of androids that are slowly taking over the world, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Essentially, they're supposed to be like the smarter, more efficient android uh, called the Yonics. Yonics, and yes. they pretty much decide that human beings are inefficient and obsolete. So they start this program to start eliminating all these like humans which is why the house locks them down because they're like they know the yonix is a threat too sa- it's not yeah. safe, safe for you outside yeah. so we're locking you in and i think the the difference is for them in their house is because alice loves all things old so she has actual printed physical books she actually writes things on paper which apparently is a lost art yeah and she has these very <laughs> retro machines yes like, like all and they machines. even comment on it they're like yes. oh this like what's the little baby robot that was really funny they're oh like, tommy they're like oh my god like you had that and even in one scene we find out they have an original macintosh computer like oh my god like a floppy disk Mac. yeah like nina in her bedroom keeps all these old pcs as like decoration but they actually do they work work yeah um but yeah so i think that's like a a part of it is that because their home is out of date and not connected to certain networks probably because they're cheap and she loves vintage things it actually ends up saving them because they can't really connect to i think they because the neighbor francois we find that her home has already been like entered and destroyed because they were able to access the networks in her home so um this kind of saves them in a way being (laughs) being a little retro well i thought was funny though going later on in the movie as you said uh they do access the internet and are able to make a communication using a mac computer but like what i found interesting is one you get that classic dial-up tone because they dial but i was thinking like if we're really this far in the future do we even have like our houses even still hooked up to you know phone lines in a sense she some she said somehow that she was able to connect to an ancient modem in the museum i don't how know how though? that works how did it connect from because the house? that's that not a wireless question. computer <laughs> yeah i was like mm, okay sure like maybe uh... maybe she did some back-end stuff with yeah. like new tech it felt very hackers to me like it felt very like just typing on a keyboard <laughs> like rewatch that movie recently <laughs> no but there's that one scene where like i just remember where it's like it has the very intense and like angelina oh jolie and the cameras are zooming around and like there's shit on a Josh, screen that makes no sense as someone who works in web development and web design who codes it is Fucking painful. I rewatched <laughs> Hackers and I was like, wow. Wow. They really thought this, this is, is what it. they thought the internet was. <laughs> it's bad. Um, but no, it, the best part I think about it too is the androids and the robots that they have in the house. There's four total. There's their maid who's an android. Um, and she essentially is like Monique. That's her name. Yeah. Um, and it's her. And then this Einstein thing that technically was meant to like entertain you with yeah, like, like facts. He knows like every board game. So like yeah. if you want to play a board game with him, like yeah. he's amazing. And then the baby robot Tom. And then there's like this cleaning household robot. And uh, underrated. <laughs> that oh my guy, God. That robot is underrated. The I whole fucking him. film. <laughs> he is. But like yeah, the four of them basically band together to try to help the humans, but they also want to become humans themselves. Oh my God. <laughs> 
so there's a couple of amazing moments. So like, I, again, this just feels kind of French in a way because it's very like, I think meant to be tongue in cheek philosophical. But to distract the robots at one point, the the what is the name of Leo? The, Leo comes up to them and is gives them this this kind of riddle, and he's like, yeah. So Swiss cheese. <laughs> It's the more holes you have in a Swiss cheese, the more Swiss cheese it is, but also less. Yeah, it's Swiss cheese. He says like, yeah, is what you get. Swiss cheese has holes, so if you have more Swiss cheese, you have more holes. But the more holes you had, the less Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese you have. have. And so, so how do you get more? Like basically, yeah. it's like so how? So is more Swiss cheese, cheese less, less Swiss more, cheese or more? And they're like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, basically the android and the robots—they're like mind fucked. And <laughs> well, what I love is when those robots try to explain it to the who eventually oh, the, the, the Yonix that breaks in. They try to explain. And he's like, "It's paradoxical." It's yeah. Like, yeah, like he just he's so like, matter of factly, he's like, "It's fucking paradoxical." Idiots. Yeah, it you doesn't matter. You like, mecha <laughs> androids, which I guess is like lesser androids. He's like, "You mecha." He's like, "It's paradoxical." Well, and then the other thing is when they're talking about because you know the the humans are are trying to ensure that those robots stay on their side, so they're like talking about dreams at one point, and they're like, "Well." You know, well, robots don't dream, so that's how we know we're robots. And he's like, but would you know you were dreaming if you, like, continued to dream? Because to dream is human. Like, and does this other well, matter? Well, yeah, because he like, tells them, he's like, oh are my God. he's like, are you robots that are dreaming that you are human? And they're like, well, robots don't dream. He's like, well, if you're dreaming that you're a human, then maybe you're a human dreaming you're, you're a, a robot. robot. And he's like, oh, my God. And they're like, and they're we're like, human. They're like, this we're human. We're human. Because that's what they want, apparently, this like, whole time. And then I love the parts where they decide that to be human is to have humor. Because I think Victor at one point oh tells them that. God, yes. And the jokes they they try to tell or what? say. It's terrifying when they laugh. It's like, so terrifying. They do this like, they like tell the joke and then they're like, ha, 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 like, And the smile. That, that they, it's like this over forced smile. Oh smile. my God. It's like, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. Like, oh my God. I literally been like, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill all of us. For, for fucking sure. sure. <laughs> It's so great. But the best part is essentially is all the interpersonal relationships between all the characters as they're stuck in this house beginning from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. It all takes place in one day. Yes. So we have Max, who is basically just trying to sleep with Alice this entire time. And they get so close to it multiple times, but they keep getting interrupted. And you can tell that, like, he's b- bullshitting her this whole time. Because he's trying to be this very, like, artistic, yes. like, mid-50s guy yeah. who's very into art and... Like, all the things that she's yeah. interested in. And then he could tell he's getting fr- more and more frustrated, especially sexually frustrated. And she's a freak. Like, oh, she, she is, does like, some stuff that I was, like, repressed. Like, she Alice. is 100% repressed. And then Victor and Jennifer, which Jennifer is so fucking annoying, I would have punched yes. this bitch's teeth out from like the get. I would have offered her to the Yannick the first time, yes. like been like, here, take her. I mean, like take take her away. We sacrifice her. Yeah. Um, but like Victor and Jennifer are constantly doing this like back and forth because she's trying to go on this vacation to get married. So she's trying to get out of the house, and then we see this like romance spark between Leo and Nina. That's like so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then Francois, who's the nosy, annoying neighbor, who we find out has been having an affair with her gym android, Jay, Greg. <laughs> this brought up so many questions. So before we get introduced to Greg the robot, who they let in because they decide he's not a threat, I want to talk about him in a minute. But like one of the first things that we saw with Max is he accidentally walks up behind the uh, the robot oh, at one yes. point. Yeah. And thinks that it's Alice, and she turns around and is like, "Oh, hello. Uh, well, it, press one for fellatio. Yes. Press pound for." It. And I was like, "Jade, you know, like the first thing that when we get real robots. I mean, we already kind of do this already. We have sex dolls, but I mean, we have real AI. People are just going to want to have sex with them. Josh, like that's going to be like this is one a, of the first things. The TV show Android talks about this exact thing yeah. where this dad has this android, and then he decides to pay for mods to have sex with her because you have to like that's upgrade. Gonna happen. Jay, Jay, that's going to happen. Oh my like, god, a thousand percent. Jay, it's the reason we're not why dumb. we can. It's the reason we can pay. One of the reasons we can pay for things so easily on the internet is because people wanted porn. Like. That's why we can pay for things with credit cards so easily on the internet because so many people wanted to watch porn on the freaking internet. Like, that is going to be the reason. Like, that- oh, yeah. But it's like so disturbing. Though. It is she so says disturbing. That. And then she's like, if you want penetration, you'll have to upgrade me. Yeah, and, and I was, I was like, like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. But then I, I love the upgrade to this character of Greg or the, the robot. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, part of me thinks, Jade, 
I mean, he has the upgrade package, so he has like all this poetry that he says. Like, oh my, I, yes. I, I, what is the one line he says? He's like, I just want to sample your nectar. And I was like, Ugh. yes. And he's like getting down on his knees, running his hand up her dress. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh. oh my God. Yeah. But um, I mean, the, uh, which, Josh, I, sorry, speaking yeah. of Greg, one more time, nothing disturbed me more than. After he gets like basically lasered in the face and he turns to Francoise and he's like, I will always remember our sweet nothings. I recorded everything. Yes. And then he repeats one thing that she said, which she was like, like, um, I love you so much. And she's like, you are my lover, but you are also like, like the sweet young boy that I've never like that I never had. I was like, that is so disturbing like, on so many <laughs> levels. Like so many fucking so she levels. She sees him as her sexual partner, but, but also, also her son. child. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, oh, this is what I was going to say. I, I 100% believe that his injury is due to some sexual encounter that they've had. 100%. Well, no, like, because he says that the Yonix attacked the house, and so he was damaged. Oh, but I thought she knew he was damaged anyway. Like, no. Uh, so that's what I had thought. That's why that, she was stressed out, because he was trying to get in, because he was trying to tell her about the attack on her home. Got and it. And then he had, was, like, glitching out, because he was damaged by, the, like, the Yonix or whatever that came into the home. But one thing, though, I mean, as we get through the end, we won't give everything away, but, I mean... Definitely where all their budget went in this film was the special effects at the end. The the last, the fight scenes that we get with the Yonix oh my God. and yeah. the way that they the way that they all just die at the end. I love that like plot twist because... It was brilliant. It's, it's so hammered into us throughout the entire film that these machines are more efficient than humans. Yeah. They are better at everything. And, and the Yonix says this several times. Yes. And then at the end, as... Well, one, the house opens up. They finally, they kill the Yonix that comes mm-hmm. into their house. There's like four more that show up to arrest them. Yes, yeah, they're surrounded. And then suddenly these droids come out of the sky and just start killing them all. Start killing all the Yonixes. And you're like, what the, f- what is happening? Yes, And yeah. then you find out what, there's like some clerical error. Yes, it was, they show the security footage of one of the Yonix and he's like on a computer and he's typing in all this code to like kill the humans. And he's like scanning faces and stuff. And then another Yonix comes in behind him and scares him. And he accidentally hits the wrong button. And now it's set to like, kill only Yonixes. <laughs> and they're like, he, they're so efficient at everything. They efficiently killed themselves. <laughs> Within a matter of hours. Because yes. it was like a news report. They're like, their system was so efficient that they managed to wipe all of themselves out in a, in matter, a matter of, of hours. hours. And you're like, oh my God, so, so good. good. <laughs> and this was fun. This was a, like, it was a fun movie. But Jade, you know, where would you rate this in terms of our illustrious ranking scale? <laughs> so... For me, personally, this is a gem. I really? know you're not going to say the same, but I, this is like right up my alley. This is my type of film. I love retrofuturism. I love this type of like tongue-in-cheek sci-fi. I also love this concept of kind of interpersonal narratives between characters stuck in a room. Obviously, I already mentioned before, like it's a disaster. There is plenty of other movies and you know shows that kind of follow the same concept yeah. and I just I love it as a, a narrative to basically unfold all of these things between characters in one moment one day and so personally I just think it's it's fun and the visuals are I think incredible the colors the, like everything you know Jade I might surprise you here but I'm gonna go ahead and give this a gem as well because <gasps> wow. it's for a couple of reasons one I'll watch anything that's a French film. Like, I, I love, like, <laughs> oh my God. European film, but especially French cinema. And I'm excited that we're seeing debuts like this on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, this to me, I mean, we've already had movies like Roma. Mm. But a movie like this, I think, is a big step in the direction of it doesn't have to be this Oscar bait. And let's face it, Roma's hard to watch. I, I'm sorry, I know there's some film people out there yeah, that love that movie. I agree. It's hard to watch. This is a fun movie. This oh my is God, a yeah. fun foreign mil- movie that you can watch. You know, to me, I mean, you could put this in the same category as like Squid Games. Like, mm-hmm. it's not violent and, <laughs> you know, action packed, but it's funny and interesting and gives you something to watch. Like, that's foreign film and a little bit yeah. different than what it's you would normally see thoroughly enjoyable and not at one point personally did i feel lost with the story like with subtitles i feel like no even if you struggle a little bit with subtitles i think there's so much going on like visually that it's so easy to follow like 100%. you understand what's happening yeah well that was our review of big bug streaming now on netflix 
Ils sont là pour prendre notre place, ils n'auront aucun scrupule. We need to get out of here as soon as possible. Humans have become obsolete. We're human beings full of emotion and sensuality. Humans will never be obsolete. Because we are original. And we are deeply flawed. Well, I mean, we have nothing to lose. And once again, that was our movie review of... I almost said something else. Uh, Big Bug. There we go. On Netflix. I was almost going to talk about Jade, which I'll come to you now for our new movie that we'll be reviewing next week. I'm excited as a (laughs) film person because it is Steven Soderbergh, maybe Mm. one of the more curmudgeon men in Hollywood right now. But love Steven Soderbergh. Someone you can relate to. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. me. (laughs) Well, what is this new film that we'll be reviewing next week? This is Kimmy starring Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Um, The story is about an agoraphobic sea. Seattle tech worker who uncovers evidence of a crime. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. I mean, I, I look forward to good things in this film. It's One, it's on HBO, which has been really just, I think, doing some good things recently. Like, yeah. Also, it's uh, Steven Soderbergh. And I mean, <laughs> how bad could it be? Like, you know, he likes It does to have, what is it, an 88% critic score it on does. Rotten it Tomatoes? The, the audience score is... Not as good. Uh, we'll see, though. Yeah. I mean, so it people, could be hit or miss. People don't know good things, yeah. you know, when they see it. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. But, Jane, you know, I thought, uh, I mean, we're already going a little bit long in this episode, and I had a lot of fun doing the other best picture and who should have won. So let's, oh, let's yes. dive into two more before we All before right. we wrap up for the day. Let's get so into it. Let's go back. Let me take you back to the 91st Academy Awards, to the oh. year 2019. What a time. We didn't know. We We're didn't so know young about, then. Well, we, didn't, we didn't have things like pandemics or, uh, you know, any Social of those Social distancing. Social distancing. But uh, what a fucking terrible year. Let me just... <laughs> I had forgotten about this year. And I think this was one of the years where... Rare years. Where I didn't really watch the Oscars all that mm. much. Or, or much of them. I mean, I'm going to start from the bottom. And I'm going to go to the top okay. to the winner. Vice. Oh. Mm. It was good. It was all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah. A Star is Born. God. I mean. I hate that film. I'm so sorry. Why does it need to be? No. It's okay. It's okay. It's not great. Shallow. I want to burn that song from my memory. Uh, No, stop. I can't. (laughs) I blocked it on my Spotify. (laughs) I'm going to put it all throughout. Like, it's going to be just really low. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) We have the favorite. I mean, this is right in my ballpark. I Olivia Coleman. I actually won Best Actress for this. Well deserving. She's the whole movie. Like, I mean. You, you yeah. some other. There's Rachel Vices in this movie, which mm. she's always fantastic. Um, you have Emma Stone in this movie as well, which she did. Oh yeah, I thought okay in her role. I think it deserves to be here, and maybe not to win, but yeah. Um, we also have. I don't know why people like this film, Bohemian Rhapsody. I Ugh, get it. We all love I Queen. This is not, not the story like I needed to see. I think Rami Malek did a good job, but Brilliant. in terms of story, not great. The story. I mean, it was the clean version of what. Yes. Queen, no one wants to see that. We want to see the dirty bits. Felt, That's what we yes. want to see. Like the, real, the reality see of his behind. life. We, we know what the glamorized version of this looks like. Yeah. We don't want to see that. We've been that. fed that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, we also have here to round it out, we have, oh, again, more Jordan Peele and Spike Lee. We have Black Klansman was nominated for Best that Picture. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Black Panther, uh, which was That's huge right. that year when it came out. And then yeah. the winner of this, Jade, was Green Book. I just here's it, Jade. <laughs> I appreciate the story behind Green Book. I really do. Like I, I, I understand it, but this didn't feel like. I feel like this is one of those movies where they're like, oh, we need something that's a little bit different. No, Jade, is it? I mean, this is a white savior film, right? It is a white savior. That's what it is. That's what it's lauded for. I mean, that's what. It, I mean, and, and to to pick this over a story what, like Black Klansman or Black Panther, yes. like, come on. Yeah. Like, like either one of those movies. You, you had you better just, choices. You could have closed your eyes and just dartboarded one of those movies, and I would have been fine with that Same. over Green Book. And really, like, here's, though, who I truly think should have won. To me, here's the order I would have put these movies mm, in. Okay. Roma. Oh. Black Klansman. Black Panther. Those would be my top three choices wow. for best picture out of all of these movies. I right agree. Um, yeah. My top choice would have been Black Klansman. I would have preferred that film to won that year, but yeah, I think that's a good. That's a good top three. It was good. I mean, those Roma was one hundred percent Oscar bait. I mean, yeah. Alfonso oh, Cuarón won sure. best director for Roma that year. That should have won. I mean, it, it just should have. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. For all the reasons that, that Oscars, for all the reasons that Oscars win. Yeah, you're right. You're one hundred percent right because yeah. I mean. It, 
it's, again, we both said this. I think both of us have tried to watch Roma all the way through. <laughs> yes. I think I, I've kind of basically made it through most of it, but I mean, it's hard to watch. Like, it is. Like, I'm it not, is. It's, it's but slow it paced. It's an just... Oscar winning movie. Yeah. Like, it absolutely Like, you can is. watch it and understand why it is of the caliber that it is and why it would win something like an Academy Award. And even to, I've seen, I've seen, like I said, every movie on this list, Green Book standing next to these other films. And this is a very weak Best Picture. Like, yes. th- like all these movies, this is a very weak year for Best Picture. And what's crazy is all those movies that are listed, I think were actually pushed so much further into uh, mainstream media yeah. than any other movie. And Green Book, I don't think anyone knew what the hell Green Book was. I think I had seen Green Book before the nominations came out. Like, Because I, yeah. I remember, like, because it was like Viggo Mortensen and uh, what's... what's uh, is it Mahershala... Oh my God. You know... You, Mahershala Ali. Yes. Um... And, and yeah, I think this was one of the few years where I was like, oh, wow, I've seen most of them, like a lot of the movies yeah, already, same. which is surprising. But it's just, these just feel so weak. But let's let's watch this disgusting year off of our, our, our thing. <laughs> on but, to the next. But on to the next year. So let's look at 2019, 92nd Academy Awards. Oh, wait. Wait, 2020. 2020. 2020. Oh, there Woo. we go. Sorry. I was looking at some of the years of the movie. But 2020, 11 nominations for The Joker. We have wow. 10 nominations for, you're going to love this. Each one of these movies got 10 nominations. I want you to keep Jesus. that in mind. Jesus, okay. 1917. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, my God. The Irishman. Fucking kill me now. <laughs> All got 10 nominations. Although, I don't know if, I'm not sure that... The Irishman won anything. I could be wrong about well, yeah, that. Josh, I don't think it actually won. That is four hours of my life. I will never get back. Yeah. That was so not needed. Like, because it was a directly streaming film, there was no one to say, hey, we need to cut down runtime to Martin fucking Scorsese. And instead, we got four hours of just the same bullshit from, like, all the other movies that he's made, gangster movies before. Jade, like, like, every, you know, film kid before me, <sighs> I am a Scorsese's truther. Like, if he puts something out, I'm going to watch it. Like, there's no question about it. Like, he's like, you slap his name on it, I will watch that film. Easily his worst movie. Easily. Yeah, it's it's like you said. By I will far. never watch this movie again. There no. is no reason to. Here's how much I am a fan. Like I will watch Casino with commercials <laughs> on ACM, even though I own the movie already. Jade, like to me, that movie is that good. Like it is amazing. Yeah. This is not it. Like I don't know no. if he just didn't have a good editor or producer to say like this is not. So many stylistic problems for well, me. Well, no, that's exactly it. I think this is the problem. This is his first streaming film. So this is the first time he's had the bandwidth to just kind of carte, or carte blanche. Yeah. I mean, his other movies are three hours long. Like what? Like um, yeah. Casino, I think, is a three-hour movie. But I think typically when you're making something for the theaters, there's a lot more pressure from these major sure, studios sure. to be like, hey, cut here, cut there. Like, so I'm we sure can get a two-hour movie so we can turn seats. Yeah, and even know? the ones that are three hours, I'm sure, originally were even longer than that. Sure, sure. But they cut it down. But I think Netflix was like, holy shit, we got Scorsese. Let's just kind of like let him do his thing. Yeah. And it didn't work. Because they don't care. They just want people to stay in the platform. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because if they have you for four hours, like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but let's go through a couple of these. So, okay, another one. Mm. Ford versus Ferrari was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, my God. But why? Terrible. Uh, but I do like the rest of this list. So we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think, you know, it's everyone loves Tarantino. He yeah, does something. It's, it's going to get nominated yeah. for something. 1917, which, you know, do I think it's a winner? No. Is it a good film? Sure. Sure it is. I love the whole one shot, you know, kind of feel yeah, it's a decent that. movie yeah marriage story i mean noah bomback i hated that movie you hated that movie <laughs> i really enjoyed that movie do i think it's do i understand why it's here sure do i think it's a winner no no absolutely not. no you still like adam driver come on i also that's why, yeah that's why. <laughs> I, I, I very much don't like adam driver so that could be a big part of it the new little women's in here which great it's like, good yeah it's good do i think it's a winner mm, no no but, but it deserves then, to be on there yeah, it deserves to be on there but then these other two Joker and Jojo Rabbit. I think they're both very deserving to be in the same category. Yeah. But the winner, as we all knew this year, was Parasite in 2020. Which was 100% deserving. And that's what, like, I want to make an argument for these other films. Like, was Jojo Rabbit good? Yes. Was Walking Phoenix amazing? He won Best Actor for Joker. Yes. Yeah. I think that was a great film. I, I can make an argument for... Uh, I don't know if I can make an argument for What's Upon a Time in Hollywood or Ford versus Ferrari. But like... 
easily yeah. Parasite was the best movie. It was. By because far. if you look at most of that list, like I think they're deserving to have been nominated. They're definitely at that caliber. But in terms of like what Ford is... versus Ferrari? Are you, you, you going to say that? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm talking let's... about the ones that we enjoyed. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> come, come, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, but no, but Parasite, I think, was the clear winner on this. And it's it's interesting because it is an international film um, that's not yes. winning in just the international film category, but actually best picture. And so this is incredible. Yeah, no, it really is. And that's what makes me think of, I really want to see Drive My Car, who was nominated this yeah. year, because it's in both categories. It's it's in international feature film, and it's also in best picture. And usually when something like that happens, it is a shoe-in for the first category mm. and very probably a contender for best picture. Yeah. Because it is fairly rare that a, a foreign film or a foreign language film yes. is in the best picture category. Right, exactly. And it's only when it's that good. And to me, like... I mean, I'll watch Parasite now. Like, I'll watch Parasite again. That swept all the awards. It got a Golden Globe. Yeah. It, it also won. It won Best Director. Golden... Yep. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it was fantastic. Like, yeah. I actually watched that in theaters. And Really? Yeah. You're, so, you're always ahead of the trend. Like, I, I mean, I remember hearing <laughs> about you. it. And like, <laughs> I remember when it, because uh, I think you're right. I think it did win a Golden Globe, if I'm not mistaken. It did. And I remember going, holy shit, I need to go watch that movie. Like, I remember oh. when, it, when it happened in the Globe, yeah. I was like, I need to go watch that movie. It, like, it's right actually now. really funny because this when it was in theaters, it was actually recommended to me by a friend who had seen it and was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. I think it's going to win an Oscar. And I was like, what? How? And I went and saw it and I was like, holy fuck. Yes. It's a little bit of everything. Like, it's funny. It's yes. tragic. It's kind Scary. of, it's dramatic. It's horrifying. Like, yes. it's, and I try to tell people, people are like, explain the movie. And I'm like, I don't know how. Like, I've tried so many times to be like, how do I explain? And I'm like, you just have to watch it. Same. I'm like, I could tell you the plot, but it's not. But it doesn't make sense. It's not going to explain exactly what happens. It doesn't. Especially if you don't want to give it away. No, because even if you explain, like, this is about a family that kind of goes to work for a rich family and then some people die. Like, it still doesn't make sense. I mean, like, overall, it's about it's about class. It but is. like it's just oh, there's just so much more to it. There, there, like I said, I'm even struggling now to think about. I've read descriptions of this film and I still don't think it captures it. What what I think is great is someone who enjoys film. This this story is told in a way that can only be explained in film. Oh my god! And I yeah. think that is so rare for especially a best picture because I think there's a lot. I mean, let's face it. There's so many movies that come from books and other oh. mediums. That's like the new trend. Yeah, that well, and it's easy to explain because people can, you know, easily look at what the story is or they can easily kind of determine, oh, this is a love story. This is yeah. a drama. This is a this is one of the few films where I'm like this was meant for the screen. Like oh, the way yeah. the story is told is told in the way that only really film can tell you a story and yes. it's almost unexplainable unless you you're sitting there watching it. the visuals you need the sound you need this like tension that builds between even yeah. silent moments i mean it just all comes together like so beautifully and uh yeah this that was, was a good year i mean this is this is one of the, this is one of the years in the if you're a person who watches the oscars when you see a win like this you're like yes like yeah. yes this is absolutely finally yeah everything is right with the world <laughs> we're all good here yes Huh. Well, I, well right. I, we, we could talk about this all day. We're yeah. going to talk about this some more next because we, we have one more year to go, Jade. And I mean, we could even go further back and talk about previous years uh, of film. I mean, I don't know. I could yeah, get, I this might be a mini-sode. Maybe we don't know. a mini-sode on this. Anyway, uh, come back next week because we're going to be talking about the new Steven Soderbergh film on HBO Max, yes. Kimmy. But, Jade, uh, before we go, where can folks find out more about us? Uh, you can follow us on our socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as Our Taste is Trash. And you can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. All right. Well, come back next week. See you. To get ourselves a treat.